It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Create Better, where we talk about how to create better business, better health and self and family. Today is another episode about mom makers. And if you are a product maker and manufacturer, you do not want to miss this episode. My two guests are dear friends and they make fantastic products. And uh, my first guest is Louise Vargas. And she is the CEO and founder of Soga Artisan Soapery. She actually began her love for hand-making soaps when she was just a child. And you will hear how her own health issues triggered her to her business discovery. And she went from selling through Etsy to having two brick and mortar locations in Canada. One here in Gastown, Vancouver, BC, which I cannot wait to go visit. And the other one's just a little bit further away in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And my other lovely guest is Tara Moraletto, and she is the CEO and founder of Tiny Teethers based out of Courtney, BC. Now Tiny Teethers designs modern and affordable silicon silicone and wooden teething accessories. They're beautiful for babies and their mothers. Her business began as a hobby while she was pregnant with her firstborn. And over the past seven years, has this business has grown organically and has become her much loved third child. Now getting her start through Etsy as well, just like Louise, Tiny Teethers now sells in major retailers like Walmart across Canada and internationally. T uh, Tara and her products have won awards and have been featured in media and magazines across North America. So you do not want to miss this, especially if you have a product or thinking about making a product to put out in the market or are just manufacturing. And I cannot wait to share them. So let's start right now. Hi, welcome to Create Better. I am so thrilled and honored to feature these two incredible ladies that I'm honored to call my friends. And I just want to say welcome to Louise. And I want to say welcome to Tara. Ladies, can you say hello? Hi. Good to see you guys. And I, these are all West Coast ladies right here, right now. And there's something about West Coast women that is like a, a breath of fresh air. And, and if, if you get the pleasure to ever meet either of these ladies, you will understand they are just a breath of fresh air. So thank you ladies for being that in my life. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, each of these ladies have created product brands and a product line that are incredible. And I will have those in our show notes where you can find them and check out their websites and, and find them on social media. But right now I would love to ask Tara. Tara, share your story. Share sure. how you came to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my company is called Tiny Teeters and we started, I started, um, in 2013, after the birth of my first son, Andreas. So up until that point, 
I did a lot of jewelry making in my spare time. And then I went on maternity and my husband kept saying to me like, oh, with all your time, you, you know, you, you should start a little business or you should start it. And I was thinking, okay, yeah, that might be fun to kind of pick up a new hobby because with the baby around, I found that all of my jewelry making supplies just got stashed away. And seven years later, they're in a box now in my office. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, what, what, you know, what can I do? And I was at this baby class and this mom had this necklace on and I was like, what is that? And she explained that it was this, you know, teething necklace that her baby could chew on. And back in 2013, this was not a thing. So I, you know, kind of did a little bit of research into it and found that that, like, that necklace she was wearing was retailing for like $40. And I thought, wow, like that's a really awesome neck necklace. And I see the practicality and all of that. But, you know, there's so many expenses as a new mom. Like I just can't see myself spending $40 on a necklace. And so that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of, of doing all this research to see, is this something that I could start? Um, and so lo and behold, I did as a hobby, um, just to kind of fulfill that creativity, uh, part of my life and, and to, you know, just start making things. So it started with just me making teething necklaces, um, and retailing them for what I felt like was a, you know, affordable cost for new moms, because I still stand by that product. I love our necklaces. I think that every new mom needs one. Um, and then it kind of just went from there and we started, we created a, I created a pacifier clip, uh, that was our next product just out of a, a need for, um, or actually it wasn't really a need. It was, I was really horrible at washing my son's ribbon one and it would get so disgusting. And then I had these little beads that I wasn't doing anything with. And it just kind of all came together one day. Um, and then through that, uh, my my cousin, he does a lot of consulting for companies to get them into, you know, different retail stores. And he took an interest in tiny teethers. And that's really kind of what made me think that this could actually be a career and not just a hobby. I was really enjoying it. It's such a steep learning curve. I'm a high school teacher. Mm -hmm. So this was like, you know, so out of my element. Um, but over the last seven years, I've just come to love it and it has become a career and we are now in Walmart stores all across Canada. Um, we have a couple little, you know, things in the oven in the United States right now. So kind of hoping that those materialize and it's just become a lot of fun. Over Congratulations. The yeah. Fantastic. Wow. I, I love, <laughs> I, I love every aspect from how you, you know, discovered something that was needed to, um, fulfilling your own creativity uh, need of, of saying, I can, I can do something like this and, and mm -hmm. make something affordable for moms. And, and I love that you said that you did the research to behind it before you, you ventured on that. And Absolutely. so congratulations, congratulations on, Thank you. on all of it. Thanks. Louise, can you share well, your, your story? And I know that there's so much more to, to both of your stories. And I, I love this quick snapshot. So please do share Louise. Um, like Tara, I also felt like I was missing a, a need, uh, but mine goes way, way back. So as a child, I was born with uh, really bad kidneys. And uh, one side effect that people don't really know is that it makes your skin super, super dry. 
So um, over the years, we tried Medicaid creams, the different soaps, so nothing, nothing would work uh, to soothe. Like it was like, it actually made me feel like um, I was itching beneath my skin, like all the time. But then in uh, in the eighties, I was just just walking around and found a bookstore and a book that said, "How to make your own soap." I never knew you can make your own soap. This is back in you know the eighties, right? <laughs> so I said, "I'll give it a whirl." So I tried, I made it, and uh, magically, like my skin stopped feeling like it was too tight, wow. and I was hooked ever since. I'm also like. Uh, I have a chemistry background too, and for anyone who's ever made soap from scratch, uh, it has a beautiful odor as it's coming together. Just natural, unscented soap has a beautiful odor. So anyway, that started my uh, my passion for making it. Um, so you know, moving along, I've been making it for years, and then one day I got a call from um, the GBK uh, gift lounges in uh, Los Angeles. They wanted uh, some gifts for their swag bags. Uh, I said, sure, uh, I'll send along, you know, something. So uh, I sent along a hundred small little cupcake uh, backbones that we were making at the time and uh, got a lot of press media from it. Uh, it was in the newspapers, on TV across Canada. Uh, and I said, wow, you know, maybe I could actually turn my little hobby into like a business. <laughs> So that actually gave me enough um, oomph, like, you know, to take that plunge um, to open a store. And I started in Winnipeg, the story Winnipeg. And uh, I have lots of mistakes about that one to talk about to share later. Because <laughs> it's your first time, right? You learn. And, um, but then I decided that the cold uh, wasn't really for me. So we moved to Vancouver and uh, opened a second shop in Gastown, where I am now. And uh, so we, we still have the other shop open in Winnipeg because uh, people were asking me not to shut it down. So we kept that going. So now I have two stores going. I am still learning about everything as I move along. But there's one thing I, I know is that our skincare is great. I'm sorry for the plug, but that's that's my story. <laughs> as an incredible story, a beautiful story. And I, I love that you were your first user your first customer yes. was you and it and it worked and and how could you not share that when mm. it works right and and that is that is the beauty of of being that product maker is you created a solution for something that needs to be shared otherwise it's I guess almost selfish to not share it right yeah. and and that someone told me that once it's like you know don't be shy to share what you have because it's selfish if you're not sharing something that can help somebody else so right. that is amazing and and I have used your products before and they are beautiful and I cannot wait to come and visit your your location in Gastown okay <laughs> I look forward to that and being a product maker means that we we learn absolutely lots of lessons and I'm a product maker as well. And, and I would say I learn weekly, daily, and it does not, it does not stop whether you've done it for six days or 10 years. And, and so I would love ladies, if, if you could share one of the biggest lessons that you've learned in your product making journey, um, does anyone want to start first? Uh, I can go. Okay, Tara. So 
I think when I read your question, what really stood out to me was just the word journey. And that is something that I always have to keep in mind is that everyone's, you know, experience with their business, it is their own journey. And so just to not compare yourself to other people and other companies and what they're doing. And, you know, I, I do love hearing the success of other, um, you know, teething companies. I do. And a lot of us are, you know, we, we, we are, we're friendly with one another. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not to compare their journey and their success to my own, because like I said, this started as a hobby. I know nothing about business. I still know, feel like I know very little, you know, learning every day. And so just to keep that in mind that if this is my journey, it's a lot slower than other people's, but it just doesn't diminish what it is. Right. I love that. You know, you know it's really funny that I constantly find that uh, I am, I am very guilty of comparing to others. And it's a very, I mean, I'd like to know what your tricks and trips are, tricks and tips are to not, because that is my big failing. Like it really gets me down when I, when I see these beautiful things that I just can't wrap my mind around. Sorry, please. No, that, that's that's a wonderful and beautiful and, and really real question. So Tara, do you have a yes. tip or strategy to, to stop the comparison? Um, you know, what I've always tried to do is I, there are maybe like two teething companies that I follow on social media or three because we are all friendly with one another, but I really just try to not look at what they're doing. And I know it sounds so silly, but one, I don't want to inadvertently copy anything that they're doing. Um, and the second thing is that I just, I don't want to look at their success and I don't know, feel like my own is, you know, not as, not as, as important or whatever. So really, I just try to like, focus on my own, you know, goal and vision for tiny teethers, uh, and just not look at what other people are doing. It's not always easy. I got caught down that rabbit hole just the other night I was looking at, and it's amazing her success, but you know, and feeling, Oh, I can't, I have that. It's like, but I have so many other wonderful things going on. So yeah, it is hard. May I add to to those suggestions mm-hmm. and tips and strategies is I think the, the one person you want to compare to is what you were yesterday and how can you be better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, so look at like what you're doing today, what you did yesterday and, and think, what can I do different to make this product better? Mm-hmm. what can I do to make this marketing campaign better than it was last week? What can I do? And, and when you do that, you're, you're, you're taking those steps one step at a time to improve and work on your business. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can't look at another business and say, Oh, why, why them? And why not me? Cause we have no idea. Maybe they have an entire marketing team. Maybe they, they had a great partnership um, that allowed them to elevate to that level, but it, it really doesn't matter. But what we can do when we look at another awesome business and saying is, is learn and say, wow, okay, that looks great. And, you know, I'm going to learn from this example and whether it's like a, a social uh, media campaign or, or just the way they present a story that 
say, well, does that work? Like, would that work for me? And, and, you know, everything is education. Everybody, I believe, is someone we can learn from. Uh, I'm not saying copy their idea. I'm saying to, to learn and say mm -hmm. what is success and what isn't. Like even when I was a school teacher, I really enjoyed when I was a, a substitute teacher before I had my own classroom. And I would learn good things and bad things from looking at a classroom and saying, okay, this system doesn't work. But that one is a great idea. And, and you still make it your own. Like it has to work for you. And so comparing ourselves today to what we can do better to improve tomorrow, I think is, is a, a good way to reframe if, if we need to actually compare and, and just taking one small step to, to be better than we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it is tricky. And, and you know, I've, I've learned as I get older, there's, there's no time. Like, I don't want to waste energy on, on, on negative feelings because it's just going to consume us, right? Mm -hmm. and, and learning to be so happy for someone's success and, and to work on bettering what I can do for me or my company or my business or product. And that is already really time consuming, right, ladies? And yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And you know, we in our journey, I, I can think of so many lessons I have learned through my own failures and mistakes. And and you know, I know that our awesome listeners out there are thinking, wow, look at these gorgeous products that Tara makes with tiny teethers and and you know, Louise with Soga is incredible. And but we know behind the scenes that it took a, whole, a, a lot of learning to get to that point. And Louise, is there a, a lesson that you could share or a, a mistake that you took once because of a risk that you took or some mistake that you learned from that you could share with us? Just one, because I know I have many. <laughs> okay. So you're talking about like a mistake that we made. Is that what you yeah, in your product okay. making journey, in your yeah. product launching business. Well, it's more like um, a fail I had a long time, well, a long time ago, you know, a few years back. Uh, we had a large uh, order for for bath bombs, and uh, in in those days, um, you couldn't get. Well, I didn't know at the time, but you couldn't get the you know the vibrant colors like we have now, right? But in the past, you couldn't get colors that stayed that way. I didn't know that. So I, here I am happily making you know, a $10,000 order of bath bombs. I send it all out. The customer gets it and she says, they're all white. The, the color had faded, right? So that was uh, a big learning curve mistake <laughs> is to make sure that you, uh, I guess research uh, is, is very big, but like I said, in those days, we didn't know that that would happen. Um, yeah, so, but nowadays I, I fully endorse the research your product, okay? <laughs> make sure to not just like make it one day and decide, yep, I'm going to sell it the next day without waiting to see uh, what happens over time. That's a, a big, uh, I think that's a big tip for people who actually create products, yeah. Louise, can I ask, how did you remedy that situation so that your customer I had, I had to order? What did you do? I had to, um, I had to give her back all her money. Yeah, it was very sad because it cost me, you know, out of pocket for. I had to hire labor and the shipping, all that stuff, and I, I was out almost 
a lot more than the ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that was big. That stopped me for eight months <laughs> to you know to even have the courage to to move on. No, yeah. thank you. That that is a huge lesson to to do the research and product test before you you put it out there. Yeah, and uh, I have I understand that pain. I've I can absolutely relate. And yes, so. <laughs> I, I just wanted to know, did she ship them back to you on your dime? She, she did. Um, but uh, I, well, it's a long story. She, she shipped them back to me. I did get them. They, they were white. Yeah. So that's the end of it. Uh, I had to safely dispose because he can't use them for anything. You know, after that happens, they stop visiting. Uh, lots, lots of lessons learned with that. No, one. But thankfully it's over 10 years ago. And <laughs> No, it's it's all. It was a ten thousand dollar education program that you just graduated from. So good on you. Good on you, Tara. How about you, honey? Do you have a a, a mistake you can share with us that you learned from? <laughs> yeah, lots of mistakes. Um, lots of things out of my control. But um, one thing, and that I always tell one of my friends is that who's also um, that also does products is um testing testing and testing and so um part of uh what i order comes from china and so a couple of years ago i was really really excited to switch a clip i had this new clip like just the this little clip part that goes on um i knew what i wanted i had it designed i sent it to this company yes we can do it they made it, it was like months late um, arriving. And so when it was finished, I just said, great, just ship them all to me, just ship them to me. Um, I never do that. I always have inspections that take place. I hadn't even had them tested yet. And that's, and I thought when I get it here in Canada, I put it together, I'll get the whole thing tested. But when it got here, just didn't look right. It just didn't feel right. Sure enough, um, the plastic, I don't know how they did it, but it was so brittle that when you just went to close it, it would just pop. And so here I have thousands of these clips that I now can't use. And then um, I did go through Alibaba. So if anybody's listening that's familiar, I did go through it for the trade assurance. But when all of the clips came in, I was out of town and I was out of town for a month. So by the time I got back to take a look at them, that trade assurance had closed because you have like a, a limited amount of time after. Oh, so yeah, I would I mean I, I I pushed really hard and I did get my money back, but that's a big lesson because I have a friend and she's had things come into Canada and the quality isn't there. And I always say like you spend so much money on it, it only costs like an extra two hundred dollars to get that like you know, an inspection done before it even arrives. Because a lot of the times, you know, you even have things that have been safety tested, but if you switch your manufacturers or, or whatever it is. So the, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. And that, that was a lesson, that was a lesson learned. Um, and I went against what I always do. It was just, it was just so late. And I just said, just send them. And yes. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That is a great lesson. And, and, you know, going with your gut, like, just like, if you have that gut feeling that it has to be done or shouldn't be done and this you got to trust that gut feeling and you know and 
And I say that even though I've learned mistakes from not trusting my gut as well. Yeah. And going with heartstrings instead of gut. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and this is never works for me. Like, yeah. I uh I've learned that uh, using my brain over my heart works better for me. Because I get burnt every time. <laughs> I must be such a softie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's well, yeah, it's great that you you know that choose choose the the logic over the emotion when it comes to like yes it even means taking more time or money to test test and test yeah and and you know and i've i've been also manufacturing for over a decade and so many lessons that uh i've learned through that process of making sure you test and you know i've, I've licensed my brand twice to two different companies mm-hmm. and and discovered horrible product on shelves in stores and it was it was it was devastating to everyone and uh mostly me it was really devastating because you know like they'll see easy daisies but they don't really know who manufactured it because it was licensed to somebody else to make them and they were horrible but yes you you learn very painful lessons um at that testing and so i'm very quick to even like get them to show me over a video in 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 china and uh, if they were manufacturing in China that, you know, show me, shake, shake my product in front of me. Like, I want to see those magnets stay on. Like, I, I want to see the drop test I, and I want to, like, I want to visually see this because I've been there too, where, you know, the thousands of product come and it's like unbelievably bad yeah. and well, horrible. And so, yes. And, and during these COVID months, I, I, I'm, I was excited that one positive is I've, I've Locate, uh, found and still in the process of securing Canadian manufacturing, which is a lot more expensive, but, but here. And so that, that I am excited about and still a work in progress because I, once, upon time, yeah, I, once upon a time I did make it here and it was incredibly expensive, yep. but um, mm-hmm. the world has changed in these last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, I, I am saying that both your, your tips are, right on like test 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 do the research before you ship out and know what you're sending and putting out there mm-hmm. because the the pain and time beforehand will be much less than the pain and time and cost after yeah you yeah. Lost trust. and mm-hmm. a- along these same notes if you could if i could say louise tara you could list the top three things that a product maker must know, what would that be? And, you know, I know you've said some great points already, but if someone was listening and saying, you know, well, I have a great product idea or, you know, someone mm-hmm. who's already in the process, this is a great um, mental checklist for them to say, okay, yeah, I, I didn't know that. Or yes, I do that. Or, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even think of that. So what are those top three things that you would suggest to a product maker. I'm going to ask Tara, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, one thing that we've kind of touched on is do your research um, into your product. Is there an audience for it? Is there a market for it? Um, also, you know, uh, take a look at if you're if you're just selling within Canada, take a look at the Health Canada website and know like what kind of testing do you need to have done? What do you need on your, your packaging? Like packaging, oh my gosh. Like, what are the requirements that you absolutely have to have on that packaging? Um, and 
yeah, yeah. Know your audience, do your research, make sure that your, your, all your safety testing and packaging is uh, done properly. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Yes. You better have a market, right? If like do the research, just because you think it's cute doesn't mean you're going to sell 5,000 of them because. And what makes it different, right? And that's something that people ask all the time. Sure. You may want to like break into, you know, the TV industry as lots of people are, but what makes your product different than everybody else? So it's something you really need to ask yourself when you're starting out, what makes you unique, right? And everyone's unique, but what is your thing? Yeah. Love it. Along those lines, um, in my industry, there are thousands and thousands, it seems, of YouTube videos, uh, DIY YouTube videos, uh, for sure. Um, but the thing is, is that um, you have to take all those with a grain of salt. Uh, my tip is, you know, follow a YouTube video if you're just starting, but don't think that you can actually just uh, push your product, push the product you make out there without you doing your testing. And research first. Um, that's one tip. That's Sorry, can you repeat that? So your first tip for this product maker tip is number is, one. Yeah, although there is a lot of information out on on the web about how to uh, make and produce the products in line that like I make, um, you have to do you, you you can't just take the that video, make it, and sell it. Uh, you have to actually make sure that the product works because I take all YouTube videos with a grain of salt, okay? Number one, they make it look super easy. <laughs> and it's not always super easy. Um, and number two, like sometimes it doesn't work. And you don't know that until you try it yourself. So that's my tip number one. My tip number two is, again, in our industry, uh, you have to decide. You can't be all things to all people. There are so many niches in our in the, in the bath and body industry. You, can't, you have to pick one, okay? You can't, yeah, that's my second tip because you will find yourself going crazy trying to please everybody because that's what we, that's what we do. Um, you know, we want to we be there to solve your, your skin issues, right? So, but if it falls outside of your, your uh, target market, then, you know, you won't be able to sell it to anybody else. And then you waste all your time and energy on something that doesn't even uh, fit in with your product image. Uh, that took me a long time to figure out, like a really long time, like maybe up to last year. I was still trying to please everybody. Um, that's my tip number two. Um, for my tip number three, uh, as, as Tara said, the Health Canada website is a great resource, especially for cosmetics. Everything that from soap to scrubs to bath bombs to, you know, these are all considered cosmetics and do not follow uh, the same rules as in the US. The US has different rules. Um, so you have to do, make sure that you're compliant. That's, that's it. I, I love it all. I, I love that you especially said number two, well, number one is so important. Make sure it works, right? Test yeah. it. Make sure whatever you were offering out there actually does what it's supposed to do because that's your integrity. That is your, the trust that you're building depends on it. And I love the second one you said that you cannot be everything to everyone. Find your niche. Who is it that you're serving? Know mm -hmm. your customers so well because we're grateful for that person. That When I say person, I'm talking about that customer and, and we're grateful for them. And, and when you do like what you said, because sometimes, right, I'm sure as a product maker, you get 
inundated with people saying, oh, can you make this or can yep. you make it? In All the time, even now. <laughs> oh, can you make it with this or yeah. throw some flowers into it? <laughs> or, or, you know, can you draw my family on all of your magnets? <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I've heard, I hear it too. And I still see you, Tara. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I love that you are saying find that niche because when you learn that not everybody is your customer you will succeed really well with with that product so perfect tips ladies you ladies are amazing and I, I want to say because we we have all started making our products in our home and we know what it's like to have zero budget for marketing so I would love to know your favorite tip or strategy for marketing your product with either zero dollars or a very low budget? What is your favorite way to just let people know about your product? Um, good, good photos are a must. Um, that's the only thing I spend money on this year is a good photo setup. <laughs> and uh, post often, I guess, uh, that would be it for me. I, I love it. And you know what, that, that you, I think you nailed it right there. Like having a great photo, like do invest in making sure that your products are seen in literally the, the best light ever, because they say what a, a picture says a thousand words. And, and that's sometimes all the time people have, right. It's 2.7 seconds to capture someone's attention and for them to understand and fall in love with your product is, in 2.7 seconds is pretty intense. So yes, for sure, great photos, love that tip. How about you, Tara? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you with um, the photos. Yeah, 100%. And um, yeah, and you, I think you had mentioned like posting on social media and that's, I mean, that's such a great free, you know, tool um and and know where you should be on social media. Where is your audience? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Are they on TikTok? um LinkedIn where is it right find them um uh, email marketing also a, a really good one start collecting email addresses because if your Instagram account goes down like mine did last year um oh. at least you have a list of names that's something that you you own I guess you don't own that account but you do own that list of uh, customers that you can always be in contact with no brilliant great advice having a good email list mm. and sharing those awesome pictures on, on that platform of emails and on social media. And I love what you said, Tara, of knowing where your audience is, right? Mm -hmm. If, if, you know, if you're sharing on LinkedIn because you can, but your customer is a mom who is a stay at home mom who isn't in business right now or in the professional realm. She just might not be on LinkedIn to see your awesome product. So yes, know where they are and be there. Even though that's not your place that you like to be, but it is, it's all about your audience, right? It's all about them. And ladies, I would love to end on, on your biggest tip for each of these categories. And we're going to go through it really quick because the podcast is all about how to create better, create better family, create better health, create better business and create better self. And there is absolutely no wrong answer. I would love like either a one word answer or a one liner. And that's, and there's no wrong answer. So the, your best tip for how to create better health. Um, my best tip is 
to remember that if you're out there, if your products take care of other people, you have to remember to take care of yourself. Okay. You're so busy. You're so busy that, you know, that um, most of the time you don't have time for you, but you have to make it. Absolutely. Make time for you and take care of you. How about you, Tara? Good you health. Um, yeah. Make time for exercise. How's that? Yeah, I'm going to listen to both of you and try something like that today. All right, I know. <laughs> Does it count when you carry a mug to the kitchen? <laughs> right. Getting your foot, your, your steps in. <laughs> a really full, heavy mug. Yeah. There's some weight there. Okay, how to create better family. Um, Keep them involved, you know. Um, I find that uh, they they want to hear and listen to you if if they can relate to what you're doing. So if you keep them involved, then everything you say, even though you're boring the rest of the world, you know, because you know it's like right, you talk about your own thing forever. Um, but when it's your, your family, uh, you keep them involved, and then uh, you will always have a, a safe place to talk about what in, is interesting to you. I guess that's my tip. I love it. And mm-hmm. Louise, she has, Louise has three kids and her son recently just got involved with her business. And I don't know if both daughters, but definitely one of your daughters is running the store in, uh, in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. That's Winnipeg. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right. Tara, awesome. what is your family advice for Create Better Family? Um, listen to your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they are little it doesn't mean that their, you know, feelings and emotions and thoughts are any less than ours. Absolutely. I love that. And listen with our whole face, right? Like looking at them and not on our screen, but looking at yeah. them and, and hugging them and yeah. listening with our whole body. I love that so much. And how to create better business. One tip. Um. For me, I'm always reading. I don't know. I'm, I think that's the educator in me and as well because business is not something I studied in school. So you will always find me with business books like mm-hmm. on all my, you know, my bedside table in my office, wherever. So I love it. Keep learning. Plain right there. All yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. As, a, as a creator, because we're all creators here, um, we, we can't forget we cannot neglect the financial side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're so happy in our in our space making things that we forget about the money part of it. You know, and that's a, a big a big fail. <laughs> you can't forget about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely right. It should excite you as much, and sometimes it doesn't. But we we have to look at the numbers. If the, if we don't know the numbers, we just might not be making any profit and so definitely keep an eye on your numbers definitely read and they say that you know a successful ceo reads about 100 books a year so and i i i I have learned that you know i I love books too and i love traditional books like i like turning the pages Mm -hmm. but i've also uh learned about scribed which so allows me to listen to a book while i'm doing work as well so I I love that I always have a, a notebook open so that when I'm doing work and I'm listening to a book I just like write down great points that I, I don't want to forget 
And that last one, how to create better self. And what I mean by that, it could be self-love, self-help, self-care. Your one tip to our awesome audience who is listening and for listening. Tip for create better self. Just to make sure that um, that you are actually happy uh, making what your what your product is. Okay, uh, for a long time, and I've discontinued products because uh, they sold well, but I I hated making them. So, well, actually, I hired people now to make them, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. But you must always, you know, f- always feel that passion when you're creating. That is why. Love what you do for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say be kind to yourself. Hmm. You know, we're all doing our best every day. So keep that in mind. Don't judge yourself too harshly. And I love that. And I mm-hmm. I think that it, it is okay to step away sometimes and mm-hmm. and to respect yourself by giving yourself office hours. And, you know, especially when so many of us are working from home right now, especially to to give yourself a break, to to say, you know what? You know, mass retailers, they, they don't be, they're not answering the phone at 11 or ring email replies at midnight. Yeah. So why am I like, let's take care of you. Ladies you are amazing. And, and if our listener is saying, where can I find you, Louise, where can I find you, Tara? Um, Louise, where can they go to con- connect with you or where would you like them to, to check out? Um, come down to our shop if you're in Vancouver. We're at 1306 Water Street, just across from the Steam Clock. Or if you're in Winnipeg, uh, we're in uh, 84 and a half Albert Street um, in Winnipeg. Or online at SoberSoap.com. Brilliant. Wonderful. And how about you, Tara? Yeah, so you can find us at... Um, tinyteethers.com and on our website we have a list of all of our retailers um excuse me additionally you can find us in all walmarts across canada so that's also an easy one fabulous i will have all of that in our show notes and ladies thank you with all my heart for sharing your story and and your lessons learned in your journey and i i know that I've been inspired and I know our listeners have too. So I just want to say thank you with all my heart, ladies, for just being awesome. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, Elaine.